Welcome to Music Fishbowl. Hello, welcome to episode two of Music Fishbowl. Um, today, I have a very, very, very special guest with me. I have the wonderful Gabriella with me. Hi, now, nice to be here. Yes, it's, it's lovely to have you here. Um, Gabriella is a very special person to me. Um, I wouldn't have done more from early yet. But she is my girlfriend of a very long time, and um, would it be safe to say that you are a music novice? Very much so. Yeah. So Gabby knows a little bit about music. Very little bit about music. However, she does fill in some gaps that I have. But also, uh, through being with me, she is also becoming honorary fans of of many different things. For example, um, country music is one. Um, Springsteen is one, uh, the Beatles, she's sort of getting her way, learning her way around them. And you'll see that in her song recommendation later, but I won't allude any more to that. You'll, you'll see how she's sort of learning that. Um, yeah, but did, did you want to um, let people know a little bit about your musical background in some way, Gabby? I don't actually have a musical background. I can't sing, I can't play any instruments. I am very much that person that I always... mean, what are you into, though, musically? Um, pop, country, a little bit of punk, um, foreign music. Yeah, any, any favourites? Well, what, what type of foreign music would be a good idea, a good question? Because that might tell people where you're from. Well, it's mostly um, Romanian rap, pop, grunge... See, the rap is, is interesting because there's a big love of rap on my um, Instagram account at thisisvinyl.tap if you didn't know, but there's a, a real love from the people who follow me on there of rap music and uh, wanted to see more um, rap vinyl on there, but I, I just don't have enough um, to send them. I've already used one of my my two rap records I currently have. It is a collection I do, I, I do want to grow it more. Um, however, I, I just haven't got much of it. Um, I wanted to start off though today with an apology to my listeners. Um, myself and Taylor last week uh, were making jokes about no uh, misinformation on the podcast. However, I did give some misinformation. I did uh, say that Ringo Starr only wrote one song and that being Octopus's Garden. Uh, however, he didn't. He wrote two Beatles songs. That's two. Yeah. Um, the other one being Don't Pass Me By. Uh, I completely forgot. I knew he wrote it. I just completely forgot to say that. And that got me thinking about musical Mandela effects. Um, now, have you heard of the Mandela effect? Yes. Do you know what it is? Yes. You remember something, but you don't remember it accurately? Yes. Um, you remember something that isn't true, essentially. Yeah. So yeah, uh, the classic example would be um, in Star Wars. What's the famous line from Star Wars? Do you know? Luke, I am your father. Yeah, that's an incorrect quotation because it's actually he says, "No, uh, I am your father." Oh. Yeah. So that would be a classic example, and I, I found a few musical ones. A couple of them I knew already, and I, I did some research um, because obviously I, I would assume that other people do have the same Mandela effect as I had the other day with Ringo. Um, so the famous, probably one of the most famous ones is the song, uh, Cedar's Wheel song, uh, Stuck in the Middle of You, is not actually written by Bob Dylan, as many people think it is a Bob Dylan song. However, it is by Cedar's Wheel. I've never found it to sound like a Bob Dylan song. I, I, I mean, 
I could hear him doing it, but it wouldn't be as popified as it is, I guess. Um, my next one, I want you to finish off the lyrics. It's by a, a group called Aqua. Do you know Aqua? Not really. Yeah. Europop, I believe. It's, it's European pop. Um, I'm a Barbie girl. In a Barbie world. Wrong. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Oh. <laughs> Go back and listen to that. That's a good one. On the subject of thes, um, have you heard of the band The Eagles? Yeah. The Carpenters? Yeah. And The Bee Gees? Yeah. No, you haven't. You've heard of Eagles, Carpenters and Bee Gees. Because there's no the in front of them. But everyone puts the. There is a band called The Eagles, but it's not Eagles. <laughs> it's not the one you're thinking of. Um, ironically... You know the album Dark Side of the Moon? You heard that? The one with the triangle and the rainbow? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's actually called The Dark Side of the Moon. But you'll never hear anyone say that. Um, oh, God. Last one, actually, relating to the Bee Gees again. Um, how Deep Is Your Love? The song. Is your love, how deep is your love? I really need to learn. Really need to know? Some people say that. There's two variations of that line that people think it is. I really need to know, or I really need to learn. They're both wrong. The actual song says, I really mean to learn. He's meaning to want to learn that. <laughs> um, yeah, so though, though, it just got me thinking, really, um, about if there was any Mandela effects in music. Have you had any Mandela effects in your life? Mm, not really. Not that you can think of. No, because you think they're all correct, don't you? <laughs> I don't unpick them, do I? <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I just go on with life. <laughs> oh, well. Um, anyway, should we do some music news? Go on, then. Music news. Music news. Music news. Okay, Daniel. So, a big piece of news... Oh, yeah. What, for me? <laughs> for you especially. For, for me especially, okay. <laughs> Brian Adams has a new album. He does. Uh, came out this week, I believe, uh, called So Happy It Hurts. Um, it's a good album, for the record. Uh, very happy with it. He, he's It's nothing new. It's nothing he hasn't done before. But I don't want him to do anything he hasn't done before. He's just a good stadium rocker who just knocks out easy listening rock records every time so i'm pretty happy with the album um he was in the news again this week um he uh, gave an interview where he listed his top five uh, top five favorite albums um and those albums were rubber sold by the beatles number one uh, although i say now i'm not sure i had these in any specific order but i believe rubber soul was number one by the beatles uh he also had goodbye yellow brick road by uh, elton john he had led zeppelin 2 by led zeppelin Tattoo You by the Rolling Stones, and The Rise and Fall of Siggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars by David Bowie. Um, I, I looked at that list and I thought, when you think of a musician, you think they're going to have very odd favourite albums and things, especially when you think of people like Kurt Cobain, who used to say that the Shags album was his favourite album all the time, and they can't play their instruments. It's a, the, the, you know, they just can't. Um, but he has really common ones. Like, they are records that people would put in their top five quite regularly. Um, so it just interested me that he's pretty normal. Um, I also wanted to uh, just put a uh, little bit of recognition on uh, Uchiha by Stereophonics as an album. It's got to number one. I feel that's well-deserved. I mentioned it in the podcast last week. 
It is an excellent record, another cracking Stereophonics record. Uh, for the same reason as Brian Adams, you know, I, I don't want him to chat. I don't want them to change. Uh, they keep doing the same stuff, and it is working. Very much deserves to be number one. Yes, yeah. sounds great. <laughs> you haven't heard it. <laughs> um, oh, I've got some country news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Drake White. He's got a new album called Optimistic. Was I optimistic about it? Do you think? Maybe. No, I wasn't. <laughs> His last album really failed to interest me. Um, and it came out a long time ago. It was quite a few years ago. Uh, we're talking about possibly in like 2018 era, maybe maybe 2019, I don't know. And he's one of those artists who's been around for a long, long time. He's only had two albums out as today. It almost felt like it took him forever to get this first album out. It almost felt like it took ages to get the first one out. And he, at the time when he came in, it was very much you either had no cowboy hat or cowboy hat. And you were one or the other. He had a more Americana style hat, uh, flat around the rim, which looked different at the time. Um, and they put out this album and I just really just didn't get into it. Uh, he's put out this album, Optimistic, and yeah, I I prefer it to the first one, but I don't know what he's trying to do. Like, do you ever listen, when you listen to country with me, some of them, some of the times, do you ever think what, do you ever think it sounds quite samey with the singers and you can't tell the difference between them? Yeah, with some of them, it's just, it just all sounds too similar in a way. Yeah, I don't know what he's trying to offer that's different to that. Because at least with others I can hear it and tell what they're trying, but with him I just can't. Um, maybe he doesn't have a plan yet. Maybe he doesn't, or maybe he's just controlled by a record label. Um, also in country we have The Shires have got that new album out. Uh, Shires being the UK country duo, who in 2015 shot to the... I'll just say top, it wasn't top. They got to number 11 in the UK charts, which was huge. Um, and after their second album, I believe... They signed a record deal uh, in America. But even by this point, I already had some issues. Um, the first album's really good. What do you think a British country singer would sing about? Women. Uh, women. A British country duo. There's a man and a woman. Um... <laughs> women. Horses. Horses. <laughs> um, well, think more British. British breakfast. <laughs> Think food. Really? Think and a food. British tea. British tea. Yes. Yep. There, yep. British countrysides. Yes, that's in there a little bit. That's on my knowledge. So they sing lyrics about Friday night fish and chips and things like oh. that. Um, in their first album. They, they had a song called Nashville Grey Skies uh, about building their own, own Nashville under these grey skies, as in British sky, because it's more likely grey than it is any other colour. Because it rains so much. <laughs> it does rain a lot. Um, but they did, um, yeah, but they signed this um, this deal with an American label, and, and even before that, for the second album, they were a bit like this. Um, I listened to the new one, and I just thought the same as I thought every time. There's no identity. No identity to it. Like, they sounded like a British country artist. They sang about British themes they had they had, the songs had themes of britain um and that was their identity is that they weren't like the others but they were doing really well by doing that and now they're just trying to be like the others as if the labels are trying to push their success in the us and i don't from what i've seen i don't think they are that successful still in america and they've had two albums out now on, a, on an american label 
Um, so I, I don't know. Um, I might be wrong there, but it, it just it just lacked identity. Like it was well executed and everything, but it just lacked identity. Um, moving on, old school rock and roller Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Yeah. Rod Stewart. Yeah. Do you know, do you know any of his music? I heard you guys play around the house, but I don't listen to it personally. Alright, so, but you know who he is? Yeah. The old guy with the hair. Yeah. <laughs> and the young model wife. I'll say, yeah, she's not young anymore. She's she, <laughs> she's getting old. Yeah, she's getting older now. She was about young when he married her. Um, anyway, he's been out on his road, uh, which has a lot of potholes in, and he's been fitting in his potholes on his road himself with his own cement mixer that he's brought. <laughs> Do you want to know his reasoning why? Just nobody else can be bothered. <laughs> and he's got so tired of trying to drive his nice cars over these potholes that he's doing it himself. Uh, and there's video footage of him that the because obviously the news have gone to see him. God, <laughs> the British government. <laughs> government don't control the papers, love. <laughs> they just don't care about yeah. the pavements. Uh, yeah, they don't care about the pavements exactly. <laughs> um, but the thing is, what I found funny about it is this. Every time Rod Stewart seems to do something and it goes online, it is the cheesiest, corniest thing you can ever see. And he, you know, he he sometimes sings his songs a cappella online, but he does it in a way where he's it's as if he he just stops singing one line because that's when the audience would sing it back to him at his show. So he'll sing, "I don't want to talk about it," and then he'll go, "We'd leave it." Well, the audience would sing back, "How you broke my heart." But he hasn't got an audience because it's on video. <laughs> so it comes across as really cheesy. But he's, I mean, there must be some old biddies on Instagram who are just singing it back to him <laughs> through the screen or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Okay, Daniel, so for the next part, have you heard of Love Sucks? Avril does, Lavigne. Does Love Suck? Oh, <laughs> no, oh. our love is infinite. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so but glad. Avril Lavigne's new album is called Love Sucks. Yes. And I, for one, adore it. Oh, that's good. I love it. It's more like her 2011 vibe. And I just love it. Really? Yeah. I, I really enjoyed it too. I have listened. It's It, it was like going back earlier than what you're saying. It's like going back to 2002. <laughs> like, it's like going back that far. I was only four. I was three years old in 2002. Yeah, you remember that. <laughs> I, I remember those songs. I mean, I... How old is I? Okay, I'm, I, I'm five years old. But I'm, I'm remembering her having hits because I was... Uh, it was my childhood. It was a childhood singer. Was it your childhood or is it the fact that your music taste is like that of a <laughs> 60 year old, 70 year old man? Um, no. No. <laughs> no. I remember when. I remember when. Um, What's it? Is it? Girlfriend? I remember when Girlfriend came oh, out. Oh, no. I love that one. That was 2007, wasn't it? Around then. That would have come out. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, what did you like about the album then? Tell me, tell me why you liked it. It's just that kind of like her being like a badass. Yeah. It's just the vibe of it is like I listen to it in the car and I just feel so like, oh my god, there's no one like me. I feel so like cool. Okay. 
That's literally how I feel when I listen to it. That's fair enough. I mean, for me, it's it's Avril's... She's back. That's how I view it. She is back. Yeah. Like, it, you know, we all know the best part of her career is the 2000s, the early 2000s. Um, you know, we're talking, you know, Let Go, um, Under My Skin, uh, The Best Damn Thing, etc. We're talking those albums. Um, when she was a pop punk singer. So we're talking Complicated... Which I I think is just a fantastic song. I think it's a smart song. Um, Skater Boy, which that is. I mean, I can take or leave that one, but you know, I like that. I one. know you like it because it's fun. Yeah. Uh, then you got Girlfriend, another one I can take or leave, but you. I love you, the video yeah. to that one as well. Yes, it's a good It's quite fun. When you're gone's a fantastic ballad that came out in that period, you know. Um, yeah. So that's a great period. And then she obviously had a pop period later. Goodbye Lullaby and a self-titled album. I think that self-titled album 2013 is probably her best pop album. Probably her last good album. Um, were you aware of um, Head Above Water coming out in 2019? No. Neither was I. I listened to it the other day. It's acoustic piano pop. It's not noteworthy. Turns out not many people took notice of it, like us. Um, and I think that adds to the brilliance of Love Sucks because it goes back to A, what everyone knows, B, what people wanted to do, and C, it's coming back from a bad place. Well, well not a bad place, not in a bad place, but from a bad record. Like a yeah. Bad song bad. Um, so that's why I, I'm partly why I like it. Do you, do you have any favourite songs on it? Oh, yes, of course. So, Dare to Love Me mm-hmm. is amazing. Deja Vu. I That's one of my favourites. I like Deja Vu. F-U. I like F-U. It's my other favourite. Um, and Boys Lie. Boys Lie. Oh. I, I, I like the opener. I thought the opener was good because it, it, it sort of it tells you exactly what the album's about. But it's a little bit ahead um, sonically in terms of the, uh, you know, there's electronics on it and things like that that weren't in her original work, uh, which I really liked as well. Um, she's an, a bit of an enigma when it comes to um, her popularity because she's her. What would you say her age, the age of her fans are? How old would you say her fans are with the age range? Oh, I would say like teenagers, really. Yeah. If you'd expect it. This is this is what I find weird because yes, you would expect teenagers who would now be thirty. Well, you got to think she's thirty-seven. She's not actually as old as an artist from the early two thousands usually would be. Um, okay, so two thousand two is twenty years ago. So let's minus twenty from that. So she was seventeen when that first album came out. So you would expect her listeners to be between the ages of thirty-four around then 33 34 up to 42 which is to say you can be older than her. yeah yeah but you're right <laughs> her fan base at the moment is incredibly 13 to 18 not even i'm 22 can yeah. i fit in there yeah you can i'm 25 i'm fitting in there as well so <laughs> Yeah, it is incredibly that, isn't it? Which is so, so bizarre. Um, you want to talk about um, Britney Spears as well? Yes. Being a pop nut, should we call you? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no we won't call you that, all right. Um. 
how conservative, conservative, conservative. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That oh, has finished. We each other's sentences. Oh. oh my goodness! What we like. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, it's finished after thirteen years, but yeah. it's not all wrapped up yet, though. So Britney's free is what people are saying. Yeah. Why is she free? Because I'm not too well into. I know why, but I'm going to get you to explain. <laughs> I know this a bit, but I'm not too. I like Britney Spears for certain reasons, certain bits of her music, but so. In the conservatorship, her father had control over her finances and her yeah. career, more or less, and her body. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she had that meltdown. It was, what, 2007? Yes, and, it would have been because I was in primary school. And people just looked at her like she was crazy. And she was just trying to prove a point. But she went through a lot with her father, I think. Yeah, I don't suppose he's the nicest man in the world. And um, for me, what I saw that was very nice of her is the fact that mm-hmm. our news right now, because she's broken away from that and she now has access to her money, it's yeah. so fascinating to me to also think that for the first time she would have had, like, an iPad or, like, mm-hmm. a very, like, iPhone, what, 11, 12, whatever's out now. Yeah, she wouldn't have had to ask Dad. Yeah. Because she would have had them things, but this now she can just do it herself. But to think that her children would have had to have asked her for things and she would have had to ask dad for them. Yeah. Her dad for them. Which is bizarre. Is she married? No. No. Because she's got kids. She's got kids. She's not married. Um, I going to say, because if she married somebody else, obviously that would have helped. Uh, depends. If that man was the same as her father, then I yeah. don't think so. And she wouldn't have been. Um, and also, let, let's look at it like this. It took her, like, 13 years to get yeah. to this point at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you can even tell, like, you know, her Instagram at the moment, a lot of people said it's been a bit weird and people have been joking about her potentially having another breakdown. Have you been on her Instagram lately? Not too recently, but I get what people are saying. But I think it's the fact that she now has access to her own Instagram account. So she can yeah. post whatever she wants. It's think, not all about PR. I think that's PR. the point, because I think... I think back in the day, everything was so controlled by her father that he was even controlling her image and the image of her attractiveness kind of thing. Yeah. And I think it was more like the intent behind her being attractive and dressing in, you know, the sexy way she used to dress and doing all the sexy dances and stuff like that. I think his intent was to impress men and to make men want her because sex sells. Whereas I think she's trying to say, look at me. I am now liberated. I'm showing you this because I want to show you this to show and present myself as somebody who now has freedom. I have freedom and my body is free. Kind of thing. I feel like that's more like what she's trying to do in a way. Um, and good on her. Like, because, you know, what else can you do that's more provocative than A, scare Instagram with your posts... B, and when I say provocative, I don't mean in a sexual way. I mean provocative as in a thought-provoking way. Yeah. Like, not only are you scaring Instagram, you're also going F you to your father, who had controlled your life for years. And your sister, really. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And you're also saying, I can be and do what I want. Don't tell me I can't. Well, that's thing, because now she has that power of making mm. her own life decisions. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think she would have wanted to be the judge on the X Factor and things like that when she did. I don't suppose she wanted to do that. I swear I heard somewhere that she wanted to have another child and she couldn't. Maybe. So she... Allegedly. Let's say allegedly. allegedly. Um, but you could see how like her body was 
more like the property of her father, which I found very yeah. sad for one because she looked so, I wouldn't say unwell, but she was so thin and she didn't have the ability to make those decisions for her own body, like, rather than yeah. her finances. And I, I'm also looking forward to whatever she does next, just because, and musically, because obviously her whole career has been controlled. Um, I don't think as a woman in her late 30s, early 40s, she wanted to be singing, you know, Britney, you know, whatever. You know, <laughs> I don't think she wanted to be singing that kind of stuff. I don't think she wanted to be singing songs like, uh, you, well, I'm trying to think of songs like Womanizer would be one and things like that. I don't think she wanted to sing them later on in her life. I, I, We all know Britney is a huge fan of, of not only classic pop but also rock music and new rock music. We all know she's a fan of this stuff, so I'm really interested to see what she'll do. Um, you know, we know Taylor Swift is a huge fan of people like Bonnie Vare and things like. That. So she goes and does folklore and Evermore. So what's Britney gonna do? Yeah, she, very interesting. Well, she has the power to say to musicians, "Look, can you do this for me? Do this." And writers, can you write this for me? And then I will sing, and we'll have a completely new sound that's gonna. That's going to be provoking again. It's going to be yeah. provocative. It's going to make people go, hang on, and see her and look at her, which is what she needs. Not what she wants, what she needs um, for herself to prove to herself that she can... Yeah, you know, she could do it. Do it, yeah, because she can. There's no way she... You know, there's no way that she won't be able to. I'm just excited. I can't wait. Yeah. I think you'll be very good. Same. Song recommendation. Okay, so, um, Gabby, do you remember the name of the song I recommended to you? It's a very long name, so you can <laughs> say it for us. It is. Um, do you remember who it was by? Buzzcocks. Yeah, the Buzzcocks, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's Ever Fallen In Love With Someone You Shouldn't Have, in brackets. Um, what do you think? It's good. Yeah? It's very, like, dancing, kind of jumping up kind of thing it was quite like a moving one yeah yeah it's, it's um what genre would you say it was in <laughs> what type of music was it punk yes it's a punk song yes um so i picked it because obviously um you've you've been listening to a lot of punk lately with me um you you, you asked for punk to be put on the uh, record player sometimes i put on something that's an easier punk song which this one would be um and you tell me that you want something harsher and rougher um, it's not fair enough um it's possibly my favorite punk song i would argue that it's the original um if anything the original pop punk song um, which is what will lead up to people like apple levine green day um who i know you like um <laughs> uh and you know blink 182 all of those kind of bands um but yeah it's uh yeah, it's it's so. When do you think that song came out? How old do you think that would be? Um, nineteen. Nineteen what? Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Mm, not too bad. Swap the numbers around. Seventy-eight. Yeah. Oh, that's old, yeah. old. Nineteen seventy-eight. Well, Big Punk came around nineteen seventy-seven with the Sex Pistols. Seventy-six, seventy-seven. On then, so. So Romania was still a communist party. We don't listen to that. <laughs> yeah, that music was banned. Um, <laughs> so that got to number 12 in the UK, that song. Um, but it is probably the biggest hit from the band. Uh, it's from the album Love Bites. Uh, came out the same year. 
Um, it's a song about growing up and realising uh, how much love can actually hurt you. Um, and I, in my research of the song uh, for this section, I, I found a great fact. Do you, know Mar- do you know who Marlon Brando is? The actor. Clearly he's an actor, but no. <laughs> Uh, you know The Godfather? Oh, yeah. Uh, you mentioned make it. You can't refuse that, can I? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was in a film in the 50s called Guys and Dolls. And um, he says oh, there's a line in it where he says, um, wait till you fall in love with someone you shouldn't have. And... I just I, I just thought you were trying to send me a hint. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't at all. No, I wasn't, genuinely. Um, but no, yeah, Marlon Brando says that line, and um, the lead singer of um, Buzzcocks heard it, and he um, said that sounds like a good name for a song. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, do you remember what song you recommended me? No, I just found <laughs> one, and I was just hoping that you had never heard it before. Yeah. All right, well, it's, it's, I had heard the song before. Oh, God. Um, it, no, no, it's fine. Cause it says... I don't think there's any song that I can recommend to you that you have not heard. There's plenty, just a, like, a random one, to be honest. Um, uh, but, yeah. Send me suggestions <laughs> at G-A-B-Y-70788. Instagram, please. Sneaky, sneaky plug. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, um, it's, it's Town Called Malice by The Jam. One of the more popular songs. Uh, I love the song, just so you know. I love the song. I liked it. It's a very good song, yeah. Um, <laughs> hi, uh, so that song came out, again, we're talking, I think that song came out in 1980, I think. Um, can't remember off the top of my head which album, unfortunately. Um, the Jam, do you know who the lead singer is? No. We were looking at potentially seeing him recently, live. He's not Neil. Uh, is it one of the? Is it one of the two that have the same last name? The two that have the same last name. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I don't know. Um, who were we looking at seeing in? Um, I was at work and I called you about it. Oh, you bought me his CD recently. You bought me one of his CDs recently. Oh god, I can't remember. Can't remember his name. No, oh, I'm not giving names. How much, how much of that present meant for you that you bought me? I just remember you <laughs> told me about him, but I don't really so remember. The lead singer's Paul Weller of the Jam. Oh, Paul. Yeah, and then you know I your like Paul love. Weller. I love Paul Weller. He's fantastic. Oh. Fantastic. Um, yeah, so it's a great song to recommend to me. Um, You're <laughs> it's, welcome. It's one I love. Um, so I listened to it at work today during my lunch. Um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Good. So, thank you for that. How much of a surprise was it? No, not really. Um, <laughs> did you have Did you have higher expectations? Uh, I expected something Romanian to come out. To be honest, <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, you, you, you wouldn't understand anything. So I'm like, I I list this as a. Um, Don't tell me you listen to French music. No, I, I, I listen to world music very occasionally. Um, I like Sergio Mendes, um, the bossa nova guy. A lot of his music's in Spanish and stuff. Um, there's a great blues band from... Oh, they're from... Uh, it's in Africa. I can't think of the country, annoyingly. Um, but they... Uh, I think they're called Tinawian. I think they're called. Great blues band. Um, they don't sing too much in English. So there's a lot of good Arabic metal music out there as well. 
So well, it's fine because you listen to my car anyways. <laughs> yeah, I probably heard the song anyway, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Somewhere. Um, that <laughs> I've got such a bad habit with listening to the same songs over and over again. Yeah, well, we'll get on to that in a minute, I think. Um, but yeah, no, thanks for the song recommendation. I really enjoyed it, Gabby. Great. Thank you, darling. So I wanted to talk about Spotify today. Um, obviously, most people know me from at this is vinyl tap, uh, my Instagram account, which is all about vinyl records. Um, so it would be safe to assume that the majority of my listening is on vinyl. It is when I'm at home. Um, however, I do use Spotify, um, and I use it for multiple reasons. Um, you're a Spotify user, aren't you, babe? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. You love it. <laughs> I would say you're the most common type of Spotify user. The one that has uh, the same songs to play. Yeah, so somebody who likes the songs on Spotify that they like, don't necessarily listen to albums or things that often, very rarely. Yeah. Um, but you like songs that you like, and because you don't define yourself by singles and hit songs because you don't listen to the charts, you often like some of the more obscure songs that an artist might put out and things like that. Maybe just play through your liked songs on shuffle, pretty much. Mostly. Yeah. Um, I've also started, uh, they've got that thing where they'll make a mix based on songs that okay. you like. Um, and I've discovered some more songs that I've been enjoying. Oh, that's there. good. Any in but particular that... that people might be interested in? Or... Um, nothing really on top of my head. <laughs> I haven't checked it out this week, to be honest. Um, but it's quite good because it's still within my kind of type of music so like for example yeah. i listen to a lot of romanian music since i'm romanian duh um and i've discovered songs uh from artists that i adore yeah um that i've not heard before or artists that are similar to the ones that i like so someone like you like nane Oh, if we yes. have any Romanian listeners, I don't know if I do, but uh, like someone like Nane, for example, the, the rapper, yeah, you get someone similar to him, so someone, yeah, yeah, someone along that line, um, yeah, and you're you're moving into what the positives of Spotify are really, and I mean, I I've written down a list of some positives of Spotify here, um, that I, yeah, I want to know if you agree with. Um, do you agree that Spotify makes music easy to access? Yeah, yeah. Is in it. You just go on there, type. You type in what you want, and it comes up. Um, like everything is at your fingertips, isn't it? Yeah, just like a lot of the world is right now. Everything's on your phone or yeah. online. Um, but one great thing about it is, like for example, with my song recommendation for you, I mm. typed in like a very <laughs> quick sentence to just say, "Find me this kind of 60s, 70s, 80s kind of music," mm. and it just gives you like. Um, not albums, but uh, playlists and yeah. stuff like that, which is great. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's great for, as you say, music discovery. Um, and you can then have your own customised playlist on top of that. Um, and those are other positives I've got, you know. Um, what I think's actually really important... Well, we'll go back... Actually, I'll go back a bit, because what you said, that you, what you said was interesting about everything's on your phone. It is like art is becoming centralised. Um, for the for the average person who doesn't work, if you don't work in an office, you can live most of your life with just a phone. Yeah. Like, you don't need a laptop or anything. 
uh, and everything's getting centralized on there. You know, less people are owning TVs um, now as time goes. They're just watching things on their phone. Um, I'm saying though, I will yeah. watch Netflix on my iPad or my phone. Yeah. Um, listen to music on them. Um, Netflix, Spotify, Amazon uh, Prime. Um, mm. Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. Um, I don't. I. I don't think I've watched TV. The only time I yeah. think I've watched TV has been when put on a movie and stuff like yeah. that. But other than that, and I think that's even for me. I mean, I have a smart TV, um, and I watch Netflix and Amazon exclusively, pretty much on there, and Disney Plus and things. Um, but I occasionally watch it on my iPad, but very rarely. Um, but the thing is, like, it's yeah. For me, having it all centralised in one place on my TV is important. Uh, but then I also use my phone for Spotify. I then use my amplifier and connect to that with Bluetooth for my record player. So I'm actually using some... I mean, I'm running Spotify on incredibly expensive equipment. <laughs> which is probably more than it deserves. Um, but then also I have my headphones for when I go running and when I'm walking. And then in my car, I run through Spotify and there on my phone. I also, at night, if I want to listen to music and headphones, I use my iPad with Spotify. And then, you know, uh, I think... But yet, we're also finding, like, I, I've seen videos where people have got their younger siblings on who are teenagers, and they say, well, they access music through YouTube. They don't use a free Spotify, because they go, why would I have an advert every couple of songs on an album when I'm not that interested in listening to albums and playlists? I can just go on YouTube and click on the playlist on there because I've already got the account. Why bother setting up an account elsewhere, you know? I get your point, but at the end of the day, I still find that even with YouTube, you still get ads yeah, either way. Yeah, that's the issue. Um, I mean, you get a bit more visual element with YouTube. Yeah. But... I don't know, it's just, it's quite different. Like, my sister does use... Um, she is a teenager and she uses... Kind of a mix of both, depending mm. where she's at, whether mm. she's in the house, she's in the Wi-Fi, or outside, she's in her yeah. data. Um, but <laughs> I, for one, I I've stopped really going to YouTube for music, um, yeah. unless I really like a video. Yeah, I mean, I I go to YouTube for things that aren't on Spotify uh, now. Um, like. I, yeah, I, I really rarely watch music videos anymore. Uh, well, it's worth noting that with Spotify, we both got it during the pandemic and after we met each other. Um, so we must be... Well, we've been together for two years now. Um, and we we got Spotify during the second British lockdown. So we're talking... I know I got it in 2020, so I'm, I'm talking October time 2020, I think. I remember it in October 2020, yeah. And then you got it just a little bit after me, didn't you? Probably, yeah. Uh... Like, because I made a playlist for you. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. yeah that you, of songs you wanted, and then you got Spotify. So, I, I mean, it's, yeah, it, it has changed my music listening, and it, for the good, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll keep going with some positives. So now we're going to get into the more musicy positives. Um, it's a great way for new artists to actually get music into people's homes. Um, you know, I go to a lot of gigs, small artists. Um, to buy their music, you tend to be, have to be at the gig and buy their CD because they don't produce many. They certainly don't have enough of a market to produce them and sell them all on Amazon, a lot of these people. A lot of these are really small artists, especially in the country scene, UK country. Um, so 
having it on Spotify allows people to then go search up, oh, UK country playlist. There's a bunch of radio stations in the UK that make playlists that they change weekly. And they can then find that music in there. So it is a way to get music into people's homes that it wouldn't have been in there before. Them. Yeah, I fully agree. Um, I've been checking it out um, every once in a while. Mm. Just kind of looking at what songs are up. Um and just kind of seeing what artists are coming out with. I'm yeah. not really a fan of stuff that's been out recently, to be honest. But it's always good to kind of look through and see what people are listening to. Yeah, and that's and this was really important for like, so we've got like indie artists, for example. Um, so indie artists who own their own masters. Do you know what that means when I say that? Not a clue. <laughs> okay, so owning a masters is very different to owning your royalties. So. If you write a song, you have the royalties for that. When Paul McCartney sold the Beatles catalogue to uh, Michael Jackson, I believe he sold the royalties. That means that he then has to pay money to play his songs. Um, Michael Jackson would have made money off of every single Beatles song played on the radio that he wrote part of. So I like that's the bad way of doing it. The good way of doing things is to have your masters. Um, the masters is a song. If you own the actual recording of the song, um, and then you can keep your royalties as well. So people like Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Blondie, uh, Sting done it. I think Sting's just done it. Loads of these older artists, people called legacy artists, are selling their masters for hundreds of millions. Springsteen's went for like five hundred million pound dollars. Bob Dylan's was three hundred and fifty million dollars. Like, and they're selling just the masters. So all the physical sales of a record and is it streams? Yes, it goes down to streams as well. Um, they will make money off of, of his music or Springsteen's music. But Springsteen makes money off of royalties. Every radio play, he gets money. Every time a song is streamed, he gets a little tiny bit of money, but less than Sony will get who bought his music. Yeah. Um, but he still owns the intellectual property, which is his... Right. Yes, exactly. Um, so, but indie artists who own their masters on Spotify earn more money. If they're middle of the road, so if they're playing 4,000 seat venues, let's say, they will earn more money out of streaming than they will out of touring. Which is the other way around for an artist like Taylor Swift, who complained that Spotify weren't paying her enough. because But she makes so much from touring because her tours are so huge. Yeah. And she also doesn't own her masters. Uh, which is why she's now re-recording all of her albums because she's found a loophole legally where if she re-records them after a certain time period, she can then own the masters again. Yeah. At providing people listen to the new tracks, which is why they are near identical, just with her more improved voice that she's got over time. So if anything, you'll get a better version of it. Yeah. Um, it's a really smart thing that she's done. Um, the other thing I got, and I put it down because of you... Is access to world music is really good because you can get it from anywhere and it has everything from other countries, doesn't it? Yeah, like it's a global uh, platform. It doesn't change like Netflix changes. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's one benefit to it really. Um, yeah. I found songs on Spotify that have been from like my childhood mm. that I used to love when I was like seven or yeah, eight. Yeah, exactly, and that's. <laughs> That's also because obviously songs from your childhood often are they aren't 
British not as they are in English, no, yeah. they are Romanian and or Europop. So you are yeah, you're able to just find them easily, which to be honest, some of them probably aren't even on YouTube. They might be accessible in your country on YouTube because people can block that as well. Yeah. Um so you do gain benefits. Uh, looking at the negatives on of Spotify is that like obviously we say if you don't own the own the masters you get screwed over, but we kind of covered that. Um music can get taken off and this is really prevalent right now. Uh, because of the Joe Rogan debate, where artists accused him of giving misinformation about COVID-19 vaccines. Um, and people like Neil Young took their music off. Joni Mitchell as well just took their music off. They said, it's either us or him. Either he goes or we go. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, Joe Rogan makes a lot more money probably for them in the long run than the artists who have taken their album, their music off, even though they are huge artists. Like, I was gutted. I love Neil Young. I was gutted. I'm so glad I got some of his records. And Joni Mitchell as well. And Graham Nash and Crosby, Stills and Nash and Young and all this stuff. I, luckily, I've got all the records on vinyl. So I have got them. I can still listen. But yeah, no, I was gutted because I just want to listen to them all the time whenever. Or have them come up on the playlist when I put one of them on. Um, another thing I noticed as well, some artists just simply aren't on there. Uh, a huge country singer, Garth Brooks. He's huge. He has no online presence musically. If someone tries to upload his song to YouTube, it gets taken off. It just gets taken off. Um, like he really doesn't want his music online. I think he's he's now got. I think he's got a deal with Amazon. I'm I'm guessing. I think he has, uh, from what I read. So I think his music's on Amazon Prime. However, for Prime Music, I'd have to pay more just to get Garth Brooks. It's not worth it. Uh, but I would love to have them on Spotify. Um, and then you get things like the Beatles EMI compilations that like post when they were around. Um, they, they aren't on there. Some of them are quite odd little things that I'd love to listen to. Instead, I have to buy the records and I don't feel I can justify paying 10 to £15 per record um, to buy these uh, albums with songs I've already got on them just to hear them in a different order. Yeah. But I would like to hear them. Um, so that's a bit of a shame. Um so that that that's another issue. Um, my only other concern with Spotify would be the sound quality is lower. Uh, we all know uh, we all know compact disc CDs are the highest fidelity humans have ever managed to get. Um, however, they are digital and compressed still. Um, so for the human ear, it loves an analog sound. It loves hearing analog music on analog sounds. Preferably also digital music on analog does work, but it doesn't work as well. But it still is warmer to the human ear, which is why vinyl is so popular again because people are liking to hear music in that warmer way. Um, however, with Spotify, it's even more compressed than a CD. Um, just literally, just getting the sound, just going, squeezing it together like that, just together, um, and it doesn't make it good quality. But what's your overall view on Spotify? What, what, what would you say, uh, taking all of it into account, not just you? Does it benefit the world? Yes and no, really, because... Long <laughs> verdict. Long <laughs> <laughs> verdict. <laughs> I'm in the middle, really. I think it, it, there is a benefit to it. And the fact that a lot of people could access worldwide music. Um, I'm not going to say the audio is the best. Um, but it does what it was built for, really. If you think about it like that, it does what it was built for. Yeah, um, yeah. You can access worldwide music just from your phone yeah. and listen to whatever and find songs that you're looking for way quicker. And I think, like, yeah. even with Spotify, um, I was going to say Prime. <laughs> Spotify Prime? Spotify yeah. Premium, I guess. Premium, got yeah. Spotify subscription, yeah. Um, 
it, it is so good that like I for one adore the um fact that I could save music and kind of download it because I got an iPhone yeah I could just download it to my phone and listen to it on a flight or <laughs> yeah. wherever I didn't have data or signal yeah um, that that's important I mean I think overall for me like I actually I, I genuinely was strongly in the camp that actually I think Spotify is good for the world um I think it like I, I think it's it makes music accessible in terms of it's it's expensive if you want to be a music fan uh even a cd will cost you 10 pound a pop for us in the uk it's more in america i believe um but the issue is like for a teenager looking a teenager can save up two weeks worth of pocket money if they only get a fiver a week which is quite low considering nowadays just get a fiver a week um they can save that up and have all the music they want for for you know for a month twice save it up twice and then they, they can have that instead of going out and basically saving up and buying two albums for a month which for a teenager discovering is a huge thing yeah like my sister for one um she does use the free spotify and she does still buy cds funny yeah. enough and that was my next point um i was gonna say i was, I was just gonna say it first but i thought of what i just said then i think spotify is really good providing we remember that we don't own our stuff you have to remember we don't own anything on Spotify. We pay for a service provided by Spotify. Yeah. That service can change at any point. So we need to remember that we need to also own things on top of. Spotify should be supplementary. We should own the things we love the most and then have Spotify to supplement that on top and give you extra. Um, in the same way, even with like films and stuff, own the films you love the most on a Blu-ray or a DVD. Just keep it. Because eventually that might go, especially with the streaming services, they're worst. Like only Disney Plus is the only one that keeps stuff on there for ages. Yeah. So it's really, really worth doing. Anyway, I think it's a great time to wrap up. Um, I've really enjoyed this. It's been more serious today than the last time, you know, and and that's quite nice. Um, have you learned anything being a music novice, <laughs> so to speak? Um, little bits and bobs. Let's see how much I'll remember by the end of the day. Overall. <laughs> <laughs> overall did you enjoy it though yes yeah? it's lovely thanks yeah, for having me lovely on lovely having you lovely having you always um i mean you were here anyway so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um would you like to uh give out any socials or anything like that that you want people to follow you on well we've got my instagram which is gabby g-a-b-y 70788 if you want to follow me on there um i just post myself because yeah. uh <laughs> Who else well, you're is gonna there? start posting more of yourself, aren't you? Yeah, it sounds really rude, but I don't mean it that <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, um, for me, yeah, it's at this is vinyl dot tap. Um, remember, we do have uh, that's on Instagram, by the way, for my vinyl account, that's where I run all the promo for this as well. Uh, remember, we do actually have a uh, a email address for people to email us with any interesting musical stories or musical facts. We're happy to discuss them on the podcast, uh, and that is music. Uh, that is music fishbowl music one two three at gmail.com i believe if it isn't it's music.fishbowl one two three at gmail.com but i think it's just music fishbowl uh, music fishbowl one two three at gmail.com so send us any emails and we will happily take a look at them uh, anyway thanks for joining us today and we will see you hopefully very soon with another edition with a guest that i know you'll all love and, um, yeah, we can't wait to have you back.
Bye. Bye.